I'm your host, Jim Falk. Today, the coronavirus has a new name, COVID-19, chosen to avoid stigmatizing any individual, animal, or particularly in this case, a country with the epidemic that has shaken the world. Yet despite this effort, it is hard to imagine that China will not continue to be associated with it. To discuss China's response, as well as the current situation, I am pleased to welcome Wei Kai, the Consul General of the People's Republic of China, whose Consulate General, based in Houston, Texas, covers eight states, including Georgia and Florida. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you. So tell us what you'd like our listeners to know. What's the situation today? So the figures uh, of, uh, as of last night, and it's, uh, uh, for the confirmed, it's 42,744. And uh, for the suspect, it's uh, 21,675. And uh, for the people released after the accumulation, it's uh, 4,045. And for the deceased, it's uh, 1,017, including the one American. How many countries have been affected by the virus? One of the criticisms that China has been getting is that it was not more forthcoming once the disease was detected. Mm -hmm. If China had been more open, Mm -hmm. do you think the world's response would have been different? I mean, this critique, uh, I think, is unfair, and unfair not only to China, but also unfair to any government. It's kind of retrospective. We have to make decisions at the, the time being there. Ten days ago or half a month ago, and uh, you, uh, the information we get is very limited. And then just a moment ago, and uh, we talk about, until now, we still do not know the root of the virus. So uh, at that time, uh, and, uh, we have the team of experts, and, uh, and the, gov- the government, local government, asked the team for their opinions. So they gave their opinions. And and also, and uh, there are some other people who are not in the teams, but they also have their own opinions. So this is uh, like some people say this, some people say the other way around. So, but uh, you have to make the decisions. What I say, uh, what I want to mention is, uh, for the for the moment, uh, we have taken very resolute uh, measures, which is very rare in uh, any administrations and in many countries. So, uh, suppose if you have the in, in if you declare the emergency of Dallas. So it's a very hard decision for the mayor or for the mayor or for the judge to, to make that one. And of course, Dallas had this situation several years ago with the Ebola virus. Yeah, but you can always say that you should do this after ten days later. You can all, you can say, oh, you should do the earlier. You should do the more strictly. Yeah, we have to put our policies based on the on the evidence on the facts. I hear what you're yeah. saying, but Richard Haas, who is the president of the Council on Foreign Relations, wrote an op-ed in the day's Washington Post. And he said, the response to the initial outbreak in early December is revealing. China suffers from a shoot-the-messenger mentality. Criticism, regardless of its merits, is taken as a rebuke of the political leadership, and the Communist Party seeks to silent dissent. The doctor, Dr. Li, who died from the disease, one of the doctors who first went public with his concerns, was punished. What's your response to that? Okay, and uh, the first of all, and uh, we uh, I make uh, condolence to Dr. Lee, and uh, he's a good uh, doctor, 
and also his victim of the uh, virus. Uh, uh, just among the other 1,000 more people there. And it's too bad tragedies, both for him and also for the uh, fam for his families. And secondly, uh, I address what I just mentioned. And uh, sometimes and, uh, you should be rational. And uh, at, at that time, and uh, even in December, and we have some expert on the specific virus expert. They get opinions for that one. And, and different opinions than Dr. Lee? Uh, yeah. And what Dr. Lee said, he has another opinion. As government, you have to make a judgment. Do okay. you feel we that your government is being transparent now? Um, we are always transparent. It doesn't mean that because we are ruled by the Communist Party, it means we are not transparent. Okay, and you, I mean, uh, you should be fair to judge. And any government, you, we are uh, answering the calls for the people, right? So uh, I, I just uh, throw the same question to, to your mayor, the same thing. And uh, for him, it's also like very hard to make decisions, okay? One month ago, and uh, how can you tell and uh, it will be widespread, okay? If I would make, I would ask the expert, I, I will ask Asford on the virus instead of our, our opinions. There have been a number of rumors yeah. that you see on social media. Yeah. How do you combat that, and what is the origin of these rumors? Um, I don't know the ro r rumors or origins. Yeah, and so the uh, but I mean uh, the other, uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, the I think the network and also some of the WeChat or some of Twitters and uh, this is a new phenomenon in, in the current uh, and uh, it's not just on this case of the coronavirus uh, it's maybe on everything. Right. So, and there's a rumors on ever. So, and what we need to do, and as government, we need to give uh, authoritative uh, information. Okay, and that's authoritative information, right? And made to to be evidence-based ones. So it's may maybe late and maybe slow, a little bit slow, and maybe later to be proved wrong. But uh, at that moment, uh, we think that is authoritative. We cannot follow the rumors. Now a word from our sponsor. Dallas Baptist University is a global, Christ-centered institution whose students are making an impact in business, law, medicine, education, public service, and the list goes on. DBU is honored to sponsor the Global IQ podcast and to offer a significant scholarship for World Affairs Council members towards a master's in international studies. For further information about this scholarship or about DBU in general, email Lee Bratcher, at leeb at dbu.edu. How severe do you think the economic impact is going to be? Yeah, and in the short term, and uh, it will be have some impact on Chinese economy. But uh, we haven't had the figures because in the last uh, months is in our holiday seasons. So every holiday seasons uh, we have natural and. Uh, because of the holidays, everyone is at home. So, and uh, every year, and it's February, and January, and February, the number is not that good. And so, uh, it's just started, restarted the normal life, and uh, according to the old uh, practice. Uh, in the long run, and uh, we, I didn't see there's a big impact on that one because the basic fundamental of the Chinese economy are still there, and uh, we are we are, we are growing, and uh, we are mid income. Uh, person are still going there, and so uh, the uh, also we have uh, the adopt some of the treasury uh, treasury uh, uh, measures and the financial measures to so uh, combat this. So uh, I'm quite confident 
after we uh, win the battle of the outbreaks, uh, the economy will be still the resilience. That's good news. Yeah. I, ho I hope you're right. Thank you. When do you expect a vaccine to be available? I hope that is uh, as soon as possible. And I'm concerned this. I think uh, the this is uh, we need uh, the international cooperation on that. From all scientists, all experts, uh, we 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 tested the genome of the, of the virus. So we share with the WHO and through that channel we uh, we share with the international communities. We hope and uh, through the joint effort and we can find the vaccine as soon as possible. But uh, I, I'm not uh, the science. I cannot uh, say and use uh, the political will to say, okay, you have to done this within one day, okay. <laughs> we have just another minute. I want to give you the opportunity to speak to our listeners. Uh, I hope and uh, for, for this moment, and uh, this is time for the facts instead of the uh, rumors, and this is time for the uh, scientific, and instead of the panics, and uh, also this is time and, uh, for s consolidations instead of stigmas. So we just hope and uh, at this crucial moment, we'll work hand in hand and to come back, not just uh, the China's issues, but also the global uh, contingents, and uh, we, we hope to have the friends uh, in states and the other countries to join hand-in-hand -hand to find the, the, the common. Well, thank you. And I, I guess yeah. other consuls general throughout the United States are going to cities just like you are to convey this message. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for listening to Global IQ with Jim Falk, a production of the World Affairs Council of Dallas-Fort Worth. I'd like to thank my producers, Kara Sheckman and Kayla Smith, for editing and promoting our podcast. And I'd also like to encourage you, our listeners, to review the program as that will help us broaden our reach. And you can do this on iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred listening platform. And with that, I ask, what's your global IQ?